In episode 18, we interview our good friend EJ Nevis, aka The Official Ness. Join us in this incredible episode on art, real life, and transparency. So grab your cup of coffee and join us around the table for the one on visual voice. Well, hey guys, welcome to Coffee and Combos. I'm your host, Josh, and tonight, as always, I am joined by my beautiful, gorgeous, sexy, stunning wife, Becca. <laughs> and uh, uh, Becca, how are you, first off, doing? I am has good. Has been good for you? It has been good. It's been quick, but it's been good. Yeah. I'm excited about tonight. Yeah, tonight's, tonight's going to be uh, really, really good. I'm, I'm excited. Tonight, we're by the way, we're drinking uh, really great coffee from Symmetry. Um, it is the whiskey barrel, and it is delicious. Definitely, uh, we, we talked about it a little bit last week, but it is definitely a nighttime coffee. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, not at eight a.m. <laughs> yeah, uh, Ted, if you're listening, man, uh, you know I don't. I, it tastes like I'm drinking whiskey in the morning. And I don't know if I want whiskey in the morning, <laughs> um, but no, it's it's a great great coffee. Probably honestly one of my favorites. I would say the Sumatra was my favorite. Oh, so good. Yeah, the Sumatra. Uh, man, I wish he could get that back. So, uh, but yeah, check out Symmetry Coffee and Crepes if you are in the Ocala area and you can also find them online. Great uh, craft coffee and uh, tonight we V60'd it. So mm-hmm. uh, V60 pour over. Got a new kettle. That's Yo. exciting, right? And it's electric so we can go on the go with it and <laughs> not have to have a stove. So um, really cool stuff. Beck, what do you have for us? So, um, if you are not a subscriber, go ahead and click that subscribe button. Um, we also have a Patreon now account yeah. and Woo-hoo. there's a couple different tiers. So, um, if you like us and you want to support us, um, go check it out and we'll have, um, different like gifts and different, Which, um, by the way, one of the yeah. tiers is really cool. The last tier, it's like the ultra mega fan tier is coffee once a month. From Woo-hoo. Symmetry. From so if you're a coffee yeah. drinker, just go ahead and do it. We're actually saving you a little bit of money too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. Do it. So check us out. Subscribe to us. Um, support us. And yeah, let us keep doing what we, we like to do and what you yeah. like to listen to. Podcast keeps going on. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, well, I am really, really excited tonight. You know, we, we've been hinting at this the whole month. Um, by the way, thank you guys for the support on the two-week um, series that we did on just what's going on in our nation right now. Uh, that The second episode of the interview has gotten, I mean, just a crazy amount of, of listens and support. And so, um, guys, this is an ongoing topic. This is something me and Becca are, are very much passionate about. Um, Black Lives Matter did not end just because maybe it's not being talked about as much, right? So keep the movement going because right now it matters. And we are still seeing horrific acts of violence. And so there has to be some kind of reform and you as a person, your voice uh, brings change yeah. to the situation. And I love, you know, I have a lot of followers on social media who, who have been keeping kind of the movement going. But it seemed like after the first couple of weeks, it started to die out a little bit. And uh, it's really cool. Actually, I just I want to say this. Uh, this past Saturday in Ocala, uh, pastors and leaders, um, yeah. along with people in the community, did a peaceful march of unity through um, our downtown uh, all the way to Martin Luther King uh, Avenue. And beautiful display um it's amazing to me 
uh, I went back and I watched some, some video and photos and I saw uh, white pastors, Spanish pastors, African-American pastors. There was even an Asian pastor. And I just love that. That That is the body of Christ and that is humans, right? And so um, let's keep that movement going. Listen, uh, I, we, we said this in the uh, last couple weeks, but until black lives matter, all lives don't matter. And, and we believe that. And so um, let, let's continue on uh, with what started. Well, um, you know, as we hinted at, our giveaway this month is a really special giveaway. In fact, this is probably going to be my favorite giveaway of all time. Uh, we're giving away a very special picture um, that's hand-painted um, from our really great friend, the official Ness, a.k.a. E.J. Nieves. And uh, we're just so excited uh, to give it away. And so we're going to be posting it up on social media here soon. So make sure you go on there and, and try to win it. Um, thanks for everyone who's done the previous giveaways. Those have been really cool. But this one's going to be really special. And we're excited for it. And uh, actually tonight, we have the man, the myth, the legend, the artist himself mm-hmm. here at the Magnolia <laughs> Art Exchange. Ooh, we here. We in the building. Bro, this, this is like, I feel like this is your back cave. It but, is yeah. my back cave, you know. Um, <laughs> it has been a very, very interesting time, COVID. You know, at the height of COVID, when, I mean, really, Marion County, Ocala was, was shut down. I mean, I was here. I'm very, um, how can I say this? I, I guess I'm a workaholic, maybe. Yeah. And, uh, so I don't really spend a lot of time at home anyway. Yeah. But COVID propelled me into this back cave type of flow Bruce Wayne you know flow in the back cave I mean I probably spent spent about 60 to 70 hours here if wow. there was a shower here I legitimately probably would have lived here <laughs> wow uh, this is me being truthful yeah but yeah man welcome yeah. to the back cave Dude. the art cave Magnolia Art Exchange you know uh, this building it's I've always admired it um I, I was telling Becca actually when we got here a little bit ago um out on the train deck, I remember, I think I was probably eight years old coming here to drop my older brother off for him to go back to Ohio. Yeah. And he got on the Amtrak train when it was still running. This was really? in the 90s. And uh, the far building uh, over here was where they did tickets then. And it's just crazy. They had old wooden benches that were like mm-hmm. from the original time. In fact, I think one of them is out there. You guys have painted it. Um, so it's just really neat to see yeah. now that this is a place for the community to come, yeah. for artists to come. Um, I, I think the history I did on it, it's 103 years old. Yeah. I mean, what, we're in a 103 year old building right now. Oh yeah. And that's wild, dude. Like, yeah, no, there's, there's a lot of, you know, and, and for, for the good, of course. So I say this, you know, positively a lot of rules here, but to keep the integrity of the mm-hmm. building. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, even how we hang artwork on the walls, mm-hmm. um, we have a particular hanging mechanism that does not obstruct or wow. hurt the wall. So it's, it's really cool. You know, yeah. we try our best to keep this place in tip-top shape. Yeah. Well, man, uh, tonight's going to be awesome. So, guys, here's what I want you to do. If you're tuning in, um, just, just stay with us. This might be a little bit longer of an interview because um, uh, EJ, man, he is such a cool guy. Besides being an amazing, to me, he's my favorite artist. I have a lot of his work. Um, but he's just a really cool guy. And so I want him to share kind of his life story, how he got into art, all the ins and outs, and then how he got here to Ocala. He's actually a, a transplant from Orlando, Tampa yeah. area. And um, and so EJ, man, I want you to open up first, just kind of give our listeners, who are you? What okay. you're about, man? Like all, yeah. all the nitty gritty. <laughs> so no, it's, it's interesting. I, I kind of have a new way of uh, talking about who I am, kind of via social media bio. Mm-hmm. And so like the way I break it down is I'm a Christ follower. Uh, a people lover, 
uh, gallery owner, practicing minimalist and professional artist. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I live by a mantra, you know, I love God, I love people and I love art. Wow. Yeah, my whole life when I think about it and it's crazy already just because as I'm talking it's interesting I get really warm and I, yeah. I get emotional man just thinking about it because I am just grateful for any opportunity to mm -hmm. to step foot on anybody else's platform I don't mm -hmm. deserve it um, wow. you know I've made a lot of mistakes and, and I know us as humans we do make a lot of mistakes but I I I thank God every time I get a chance like this to be on a podcast wow. or, or to step on some kind of stage or a microphone or anything like that, because it's, it's been an interesting journey. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, no, I, uh, I'm a professional artist. I've been doing this for almost a decade. Wow. And you know, my background, I'll, I'll kind of just uh, try to do a synopsis, if you will, even as I'm 36 years old, uh, as early as elementary school, I remember seeing classmates draw and yeah. create. And yeah. I, there was this, this innate, literally an innate thing inside me to create. Yeah. Uh, I can't spell it out other than that's just what I was born to do. Wow. Um, I don't remember her last name, but I remember as early as third grade, a kid named uh, Sam. Really cool dude. We used to... The little flash for any of our listeners out there that remember like the, the arcade games Final Fight. Uh, so for anybody out there that knows about video games and classic vintage video games and arcade style, um, he would draw Final Fight characters. Wow. And I remember at the local like YMCA, I lived on base. <clears throat> My dad was in the military and, you know, we play uh, arcade games at the YMCA yeah. on base. And so, you know, we take that love of video games and we would transfer them onto drawings. Wow. And so I remember as early as third grade being like, man, like it's just this cool thing. I play the video games and then this kid is drawing mm. what I played at the YMCA. Mm. And wow. it was just really cool just thought. And so you, you fast forward time, I, I would draw. I drew a lot. I think throughout... <clears throat> Throughout grade school, it was always drawing. You yeah. know, I never, I guess I just never thought about like, hey, mom, dad, you know, can I paint? I don't think I ever, I, I, it's interesting to even think about this, right? Or say it out loud. I don't think I ever saw anybody paint, maybe Bob Ross. Wow. But Bob Ross kind of came later for me. It wasn't something that I sat and watched. Mm -hmm. um, I know Bob Ross is a big part of a lot of people's childhoods. And so mm -hmm. he painted with oils. Mm -hmm. But for me, I only, my extension and, and I didn't really watch a lot of TV. I was very sheltered growing up. Yeah. So I wasn't really allowed to watch a lot of TV. So it was really what I would see at school. Mm -hmm. And at school, hey, pencil, paper on the back of a worksheet. <laughs> uh, or, you know, hey, you know, miss such and such, can I borrow some copy paper? So it was always drawing. And so all throughout grade school was drawing. It wasn't until, and then just to highlight in senior year, that's kind of when it started to pick up a little bit because mm -hmm. I started doing editorial cartooning mm. that was the first time in my life that i ever that i was presented with like an issue or a topic mm. whether it was political or something going on in school yeah and saying hey this is the topic and mm. we would like for you to draw something based off of that which mm -hmm. is interesting to even think about now and, and you know when we get to that place the pandemic series that i did mm. just talking that out loud i feel like god has been preparing me for that even wow. since high school to take a topic and, and say, hey, how do you feel about this? And how do you how are you going to register this and transfer it into a visual? Yeah. Wow. So that was high school. Um, designed some school T-shirts, too. 
uh, for football games and things of that nature. That's and cool. then in college is actually when I was introduced to paint. Okay. And um, so college was actually the first time that, because in high school I was, it was one of those things where I was like, man, like every, the, like the class of superlatives, like, oh, this guy is the most attractive and this yeah. guy's going to be famous. I, I was always the guy that, oh, he's going to be the artist. Yeah. And so in high school, it was always like the pats on the back and, oh yeah, like that's EJ, he's yeah. the artist. So going to college and going to my first like drawing one-on-one class and being, being in a classroom of 20 EJs, you know, like <laughs> 20, yeah. you know, people that they now were the, the ones, one. I'm not the only one. Yeah. And it was very, um, it was eye-opening. Wow. So, you know, college was really good for me. It really built a, a tough skin in regards to just just knowing that that there's people that are just as good, if not better. And mm. it was definitely a test of character mm. and a test to my pride that, yeah. that I had and, and a lot of, I guess, selfishness yeah. that I had to, and arrogance that I had to, to start, like, burning off. Wow. And... Um, and what college? Sorry. Oh, UCF. UCF. So okay. I went to UCF. Wow. Um, you know, 2002, I graduated high school. And then by the summer courses, I started taking summer courses. Yep. To May 2002. Wow. And did my track. And so it, it was really in, in college, I started painting, messing around with that. And so from UCF, you, you know, I graduated, I had a, gra a degree in graphic design wow. and tried my best. Orlando was very, is very, still very competitive. You figure it's a place filled with a lot of wonder and, right. um, you know, whether it's Disney or Universal, this is heavy competition in, in the mm -hmm. arts. And so I ended up getting a, a degree in, in, not a degree, but I ended up getting a career in retail. Okay. And so just work my way up. And I'm just kind of just trying to highlight things yeah. only because I know other questions will be able to kind of yeah. navigate through some sure. of the details. But from there, I mean, I did retail. I'm 36. So all of my 20s almost, wow. I, I, you know, work, try to work my way up Target. Um, I worked at Beth Bats and Beyond, uh, Michaels and all in all of these positions. I was in some kind of retail management, kind of trying to figure out, well, which company do I do I want to put all my chips in, yeah. you know, like, and, and I thought it was target for mm. quite a while. I was really where I even moved for target. Wow. Um, but target bros right here. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Target bros. <laughs> I, I know target. you, I know you have some, some history <laughs> with target and it wasn't until I got to Michael's man. Mm. Um, I got to Michael's and was trying to kind of figure that out. I yeah. thought I was going to work my way up in retail management there just because it was arts and crafts. I always knew that I, I had a passion and desire for art. Yeah. My mom is a teacher. Um, high school level Spanish. And during that time I was trying to figure, I was still trying to figure out career Yeah, uh, because there was always this piece of me that wanted to wake up and just do art. Mm. So ultimately I became a, a substitute teacher per my mom's like encouragement. Mm. <clears throat> and during that time is when I had the opportunity to take my college transcripts, turn them into a temporary teaching certificate. Yeah. And then I got my first job as an art teacher, middle wow. school level. That's awesome. And that's when it's, it's interesting to even talk about this. That's the first time that I actually felt like a grown up. I know that sounds really <laughs> weird. Um, yeah. you know, I'm still single, no kids. Yeah. And for me it was, I was like, Whoa, I am in charge of these little humans. Yeah. I, wow. I'm an adult, you know, like <laughs> yeah. there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. There are adults that yeah. are, 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 giving me their children to mm. take care of and to you know be a teacher and that's when i i don't know that, that's another story for another day but 
those are just kind of like some highlights, I guess, of my life. And so yeah. you, uh, I taught for about four and a half years, almost mm-hmm. five. And in the midst of that is when I started my, my comic convention, wow. uh, pursuit. Yeah. I had friends that were in the comic con scene yeah. and I just, I really saw how lucrative it was and just how cool it was to be able to open doors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so my serious introduction into the world of art and being able to paint professionally and wake up and do do just art without a side job or without mm-hmm. a full-time job and doing art as a hobby, I, I was able to acquire that through Comic-Con lifestyle. Okay. And so, you know, I put in my two weeks as a teacher and yeah, man, I've been, I've been full-time as an artist now for this, we're thinking going on the third year now. Yeah. Um, third, I'm losing track of time, but now I'm in Ocala, Florida, fast forward a little bit more and I'm opening up a gallery Come and on. It's, it's, it's really yes. cool. You know, so, I, and I know, like I said, with the questions, well, I'll be able to kind of fill in a lot yeah. of the, I was trying to really go as fast as I could to be able to kind of give yeah. a, an extended synopsis, but I wanted to at least kind of build a skeleton, if you will, to be able to kind of jump yeah. in, jump back in yeah. to the conversation. Yeah. You know, one of the, before we jump to the next question, you, you brought up a point um, with, with Comic-Con, because um, we've never been to any kind of con yeah um you know we we're planning to go with with shane at some point and kind of yeah. experience that but um what what was it about the con style that that um superhero art what, what was the thing that really drove you to be in that kind of scene to be attracted to that you know i think for me you know I, i'll go back all the way to elementary school yeah. so kind of you know filling in some of the gaps it was just I think it's just something that's just always followed me. Mm-hmm. I, when I was in element, yeah, when I was in fourth grade, so Sam was a, a friend of mine in third grade. I had a friend in fourth grade named James. Mm-hmm. Uh, his father was an illustrator. And I remember we, it was like, we weren't allowed to go in his room. Yeah. Um, Cause he, I believe at the time he was illustrating for like a Marvel or like a DC or image. Oh, wow. Because I mean, he had a whole setup. Wow. Um, you know, everything was really ultra professional. So we weren't really allowed to go into his office. Right. But we had a whole stack of comic books. And, you know, when we did sleepovers, man, this is I'm dating myself right now. But Super <laughs> Nintendo, man, come on, you know, bro. we play Super yes. Nintendo all night long and drink Mountain Dew. And, yes. uh, you know, and then uh, then we would draw from comic books. And oh. so it was just always this thing. It was either video games or comic books that oh. it just it's just something that followed me in a good way. And so. I remember at the time, you know, at the time going, I had a girlfriend, her father, because I wasn't even, I didn't even know Comic-Cons existed. I was kind of, and this once again translates from my sheltered, Mm -hmm. my sheltered, my and and God bless my mom. You know, she was just always trying to protect me and making sure that everything was on the up and up. So, you know, there were things that I weren't allowed to watch or places I weren't allowed to go to. And, you know, if I was in a comic book store, I wasn't allowed to, you know, be there for too, too long. Mm -hmm. Um, But... You know, I do remember, you know, as a kid, there was like a Sally's Beauty store mm-hmm. and next to the Sally's Beauty store was a comic book shop. So wow. as long as, you know, for the amount of time that she was getting her beauty supplies, <laughs> I was able to run in, take a look at stuff and oh, cool, cool, cool. So it was just something as I'm talking about it out loud, it's interesting how it's followed me. Yeah. yeah. Um, comic culture has followed me. So when I was introduced to Comic Cons, it was like, my goodness, because I mean, Comic Cons, the Megacon, for example, Easy, a hundred thousand people. Wow, they'll go through wow. it in, in three days. Wow, and being a spectator of that is mind blowing. Wow. You know, I, I had no idea about cosplay. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. 
you know, I, of course, you know, you think to yourself, well, somebody drew these comics, right? Yeah. But you don't, you never put a name to the face. Yeah. I, I wasn't hip to Stan Lee for, I mean, I didn't, you would say Stan Lee and I was like, well, who's that? Yeah. yeah. I was just, you know, at the, I was just reading a comic. I yeah. was just kind of understanding, you know, what the storylines were. I wasn't, I didn't know Todd McFarlane was the one that was the guy that, that drew uh, Spawn. You wow. know, I, I didn't know that kind of stuff. I just, I read it for, for content. I read right. it for enjoyment and entertainment. Right. But the cons, bro, mind-blowing. So wow. I had a, I had a friend. Well, it was two, it was twofold. I had my girlfriend's father at the time. It was a tradition every Sunday mm-hmm. that the con every year, cause I dated her for two years. So for two years, <clears throat> the Sunday of the con, they would go after church. It was kind of like a guy's thing. Oh, wow. All the guys in the men's ministry that wanted to go. Yeah. They'd all, cause you know, Sunday's like almost like a, a half, half off day where you don't, right. the ticket's not as much cause it's not a full day. Wow. So we would go and it would just be awesome to just see the cosplayers and the people behind, you know, even actors and actresses of like yeah. Star Wars movies. And wow. you know, I, you would see them from afar and I'm just like, this is crazy to me. Like here, they're here, <laughs> yeah. they're signing autographs. You know, and there's people, I mean, and people lined up to, you know, whether it was a celebrity, lined up to meet their favorite artist for a comic book or something. And yeah, so, you know, with that, it was just really like, wow, had a friend the following year, a college friend of mine that I bumped into at the con. I went behind her booth with her to kind of just be, hang out and just kind of see what it was. Mm. Man, I saw this girl make $500 in like oh. 20 minutes. Wow. And I was like, ah, this is wild. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is big money here, right? And um, not that not that it was this money that enticed me, but at the same time, I was like, man, it's it could be done. Right. This is something that it's, it's attainable. Yeah. But you got to work hard at it. Yeah. So yeah. So that was. I mean, that was my introduction to con life. You know, what's what's so cool is um, the first time me and Becca went over to Eastside and Taylor's house. Eastside and Taylor, close friends of ours, worship leaders at City Light Church. Um, they had a massive wall in their apartment, and it was filled with superhero art. And yeah. I remember being so just blown away by it because I'd never seen art like that. And so I started asking Eastside some questions, and he he immediately started talking about you and in the back of my mind when we left that night, I never told Becca this, but I was like, it's, cr- I would like love to meet the artist who like did this. So it's crazy yeah. that we're sitting across mm-hmm. from each other because yeah. in my mind, for me, when I think of artists, when I think of musicians, mm-hmm. people like that, a lot of times they are, you don't feel like you can reach them yeah. or, or touch them because it's just like, wow, this painting is spectacular. It's amazing. And so, uh, wow. So cool. So cool. Yeah. And I love that. And I think, you know, I think what's so cool about, the superhero art and that kind of stuff that you get to do. I love how it ties into your childhood. Like it's, it's, isn't it fun? Like when you're an adult and you get to like be a kid almost. Oh yeah. Just that excitement of like living parts of your childhood that you might not even realize in the moment, but it's like, you're getting to almost like rebirth parts of your childhood in like your adult life. Yeah. Get to almost tap into that like childlike joy and just being able to like have fun with it and do something you love. Yeah, like going off of that, and it's crazy because, you know, I have, um, you know, I'm able to uh, look at the logistics and like the algorithms and everything, like the behind the scenes of my website, right? if you will. And I I know the demographic and it's crazy, you know, in in my case, I'm not saying it's across the whole board, right? but in my case, you know, my particular market is men 25 to like 40 Mm -hmm. and it's, it's crazy, right? And, and to think that, 
and really, if you think about it, it's really me. Like, it's almost like, okay, well, there's a whole, there's a whole group of, of men and women, but there's a whole group of men that I know of that they collect my work. Yeah. They'll send me pictures and they have like their man caves or yeah. they'll just have like, it just, you know, a piece in their kitchen. Like, wow. it's very interesting. So like you say that and I, I immediately think of, well, yeah, like, because I paint it and sometimes I'm so, and that's another thing going back to cons. Mm-hmm. I get to meet these people. Wow. I get to meet collectors you know um and i I have some really cool stories of of that you know like even somebody which was wild and this was like the first time that i ever and by no means because i i know my place and i man i try to be modest and humble i'm no celebrity but the first time that i ever felt even close to anything (laughs) i went to la um for a show that's a whole story in itself i got a chance to meet stanley wow stanley's assistant saw my work at MegaCon, one of the first MegaCons I ever went to. She gave me her business card, and um, ultimately, when I saw the business card, it was Stanley's personal assistant. Her wow. handler. They call him like a handler. Right. And uh, the card, she said, hey, use this card to, you know, to get to me, and then I'll get you to Sam. And man, when it, I felt crazy, you know, I felt crazy, like important you know i had this yeah. business card and i was literally going through tiers of security until finally i made it to the room i mean i met stan face to face with him i gave him four of my prints oh my god he signed four of mine getting goosebumps oh, man <laughs> and uh, after that meeting uh, her name was yuka she was japanese wow. and um after that meeting she pulled me to the side and she was like man we love your work we'd love to invite you as a guest to his show in la called kamikaze Jesus. So yeah. yeah. So I went to LA uh, and oh, crazy. It's so crazy talking about this because I don't get it. I don't. I don't talk about it. You know, yeah. like I just I keep it all close to the chest, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I went to we, me and my family, we flew to LA. Wow. Um, I literally was two booths down from Stan Lee. Wow. So cool. I, you wow. know, like I was in like guest row and he at the time produced he was the executive producer of a new like graphic novel that came out so the what's on my face the author of that graphic novel was two booths down stan lee legitimately was in that booth signing autographs like i'm literally like like from me like almost from me to you guys like almost like literally two booths down 15 feet and um but yeah, you know, like it's it's crazy to think like I and while I was there, I had a guy that he was like he came up to my booth, he had this container, mm. he opened it and it was a set of my prints that wow. he bought from my website and he was like I came here just for you to sign. Oh I'm about to I'm about, dude, I'm about to cry. Wow. I came here just just to meet you. Wow. And I'm talking I'm in Florida. Wow. <laughs> He's in California. Wow. Yeah. And that connection was made. Wow. And like, you know, once again, I, I don't claim to be anything. And but for that moment, it's like it just shows you the power. Right. Yeah. Um, and so once again, just just trying to go full circle and to dovetail Comic-Con life. That's I now know why. And for a season, I, I left it. Wow. It was very, it's very overwhelming. It yeah. can be taxing. Um, meeting, you know, meeting people and getting, cause for every, you know, for every 10, 20 no's or people that walk by and say, Hey, you're, you know, I don't like your art. Right. That, there's one person that will drop several hundred dollars on you. Wow. But like, it's getting through all the no's It's getting mm-hmm. through 
people that you know they'll look at your booth and right. just keep walking people yeah. are just shopping yeah they're just shopping with their eyes yeah. or, or or what have you and sometimes yeah like putting and you know just like anything that you create right like you guys have this podcast you you it's like a, it's like your baby you put it out to the world yeah. people might like it people might not yeah and i i think that's the beauty that's the beauty of being an artist you know mm-hmm. i see I see you guys as artists because you, in your hearts and in your minds, you created this podcast. Yeah, you manifested it. Wow! And so this is your baby. For for better or for worse, you're you're going to raise it. You're going to put it out into the world, and there will be people that they're not going to like your baby. Yeah. No matter how hard you try. Yeah. And that for me, that's man. The beauty of con life for me was that it's almost an accelerated pace mm-hmm. of of denial and approval wow. and not that you're not that I live my life for approval sure but I but there are times in the the life of an artist or a creator mm. or an entrepreneur that it just really helps mm. to get the to speed up the process of getting a ton of nose and then right. getting that big break yeah as opposed to maybe it taking five years wow you know it took me maybe a year because mm-hmm. I did the circuit. I did MegaCon in Orlando. I did Tampa. I did Miami. I did Jacksonville. And I would do the circuits. And I would do it in a year's time. I, I mean, I would have at least... Because you're, you're not going to, of course, get all 100,000 people or right. every all 50,000 people. But when you do the math and the, the, the probability and everything, like I'd have easily in a year's time maybe have like, I don't know, 80,000, 100,000 people walk by wow. my booth. And that's a lot of no's. Yeah. So a lot of yeses. A lot of yeses. And, uh, wow. So yeah, no, it, you know, and interestingly enough, I, I personally didn't think that I would be talking as much about con life, but I think maybe there's there's a reason for it. Yeah. You know, um, maybe somebody out there, maybe they're they're thinking about it. Yeah. And yeah. I think being a part, and the convention scene can be anything really. I mean, it doesn't have to be comics because they have wedding conventions. They yeah. have it's just anything that you. It, it's your business. That's fascinating. They right. have podcast conventions. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just. It's just a really beautiful thing that I've learned. To for me, one of the best ways to to take your item, your product, your or your business, your organization, your anything, your creation, to the next level is to put it in front of strangers. Yeah, um, so there true. is a beauty to friends and family supporting. Mm-hmm. Right, and I see this a lot on Facebook. You know, you, man, you work hard on something and then you post it, and you're like, man, we. We we hit a home run. We know right. we know we hit a home run, right. and then uh, two days go by, and it's like, oh, okay, well, oh, two hundred and two hundred and three <laughs> views, and right. one share, and yeah. you know, ten yeah. likes, wow. um, and and that can be disappointing, right? But it's like it's it's one of those things though that it's it's really cool to meet a stranger, somebody that doesn't even know you, and they say, man, your podcast changed my life. Yeah, you know, your what you what you guys created. Mm-hmm. It helped my marriage, or it helped it helped me, um, you know, metaphorically speaking, you know, jump off the cliff to live my dream, yeah, or, or the passion. So, I don't know. Um, so good, yeah, that's so good. Well, um, yeah. Well, why don't, why don't, babe? Why don't you ask the next question? So, and I know you probably hinted around this, but what is if you had to think of your top reason? What would that reason be that you became an artist? Or even inspiration. Yeah. I mean, I know yeah, everyone, yeah. I think your work, you know, speaks for itself. Very original. Um, you have your own unique look. But I think 
even for us, you know, we have inspiration for our podcast. Yeah. So maybe like, what is that inspiration? Where did that come from? Yeah, no, um, man, I think now, and it's taken, it's taken a very long time. You know, you, and I test myself on this. A lot of times I, I look at myself in the mirror. So a question like this, I have, I will be completely honest and say in the beginning, the inspiration and the drive was for the notoriety. It was for, mm. you know, I know I, I have what it takes right. to, I don't know, be the next big thing. Right. And the beginning, that was the biggest draw. I remember even in school, you know, having that instant satisfaction mm. back before social media and likes and shares and um, reviews, you know, it was, it really was like, word of mouth and people at school being like, Hey, do you, you know, EJ or man, like we, I made this shirt for a spirit shirt for the football games and many, I, I, they sold hmm. 200 of them, you know? Wow. And, um, I remember feeling it was, it was almost like this, um, I guess I say like dopamine, like, it's just mm -hmm. like really like, it's like a hit of yeah. a drug. And so, yeah, in the very beginning, it really was about that hit, you know, mm -hmm. like I, this was my validation. Mm. Um, wow. but now you figure I'm, I'm about professionally, I'm about 10 years, almost 10 years in about seven years in mm. and this, you know, going into now the opening of the gallery, I'm understanding that now I'm understanding my purpose and the inspiration, even though I didn't see it, the inspiration was always this, this platform. Mm. It was always, you know what? I know the struggles that I went through mm. to, to, to get on a platform, to have somebody that you admire or that you maybe want to be like, or that, that you say, man, I, I wish I could step on their platform. I wish I could, I could be a part of this, that, and the third. Mm. And for me, it's like now the inspiration really comes from how can I work hard to create a platform for emerging artists? Wow. You know, that's, I think about, I think about high school EJ mm. and when I think about high school EJ, I think of a, of a guy that was very insecure. Mm. I didn't have, you know, my mom, she loved me to death and you know, you need a pencil, you need this, you need that. She always, man, she always supported me. Wow. But within myself, there was always this insecurity of like, you know, am I good enough to do this? You mm. know? Are people going to like my drawings or they're going to like my paintings or what have you? And I think for now, the inspiration really comes from, it comes from a place of what can I do to build a platform to help others shine or to help others take their work to the next place. And yeah. if they want to be full-time with it, how can I, how can they sell it? How can they be, how can it be lucrative for them to be able to support their family? Wow. Um, so that's really the inspiration now, but yeah. that took years, man. And, um, you know, depending on the questions and stuff, we might kind of go into the things that, that I lost, you yeah. know, the things that the journey that the, the journey that I went through for me to ultimately understand that, the, the gift that God gave me, it, it really was, it was a gift for me mm. to give to others. Mm -hmm. wow. it, it's, it was never, it was never anything for me to, to hold on to or yeah. to hoard. Um, but it was always something for me to be a good steward of. And wow. in the very beginning, I definitely wasn't. <laughs> um, but now like, you know, after, <laughs> no. 
now after after losing things, um, you know, and, and me understanding the realities of this gift, it's like, man, going forward, the platform, I'll always build the platform. I'll always wow. be there to build that bridge. So, That's so good. man, you know, to validate what you're saying, you know, watching you, you know, clearly closely knowing you now, um, but also watching you from afar. Um, I personally watched you, you know, raise up artists um, around you and just people that they have that gift, but they might not have the ins and outs like you do. And just you showing them. Um, so you're doing that, man, and, and raising you. that platform and using your platform, not just for yourself, but for others. Yeah. And I think that's beautiful. Not many guys uh, in this scene, I feel like, do that. Yeah. They do it for a lot of self-gain. And um, with you, I've always seen a very generous heart. So, yeah, so good. Well, and creating art, you know, it's such an, it's such an incredible gift to be able to make someone feel something without words yeah you know to speak to someone to have that connection with someone and not have to use word i mean that that reaches to so many different things that reaches to um you know depending on your painting if there's texture for those that are blind they can they can feel something that people who can't hear they can see something it's not it's a different way of communicating and it's such a gift when you can use it and you use it for the you know the right reasons um just like you said when someone you know bought your stuff online and they just came somewhere just to have you sign it you don't even know them but what did you do you made that connection with someone they felt you they felt like that they could they could come up to you and they could you know like they looked up to you and so it's it's so incredible when our gifts get to be used that way and that we have such an incredible talent such a a blessing that the lord gives us that we can that we can do that for people that we can make them feel that we can um make them feel like they're accepted or wanted without yeah. even having to know them without even having to use words it's it's really incredible and it's so exciting you know i you know, as we're doing this and we get to look around and see, you know, your art, it's just amazing. You know, mm. the, it's the different feelings that I have. Like there's one that's awesome and it's black and white and it's ice cream and yeah. I love ice cream <laughs> and it like just makes you happy. And, yeah. you know, um, you think of like, Oh, like I, you know, I can think back to when I've gone on a date with Josh and we've gotten ice cream and it's been like a, such a memorable moment, yeah. but like, you don't know that, but like, that's something that your art does is it sparks a memory that like, was important to me and was exciting to me and you know and art can do that in any kind of emotion and so it's just really it's really incredible uh, you know it's crazy because um when i first got some of your art uh, i told you the story but you know your frank miller batman yeah masterpiece i got from you which is just the most it's my favorite piece of art i, I will ever own period like i love Thank it so you. much but that piece sparked in me so much it actually gave me a reboot I never even got to tell you all this well, because during when that summer when I first met you, we're coming out of summer camp. I see this beautiful piece of art. I love Frank Miller's Batman. I think he's the best Batman that um, any, any creator's done. And to me, that's a guy who is at the end of his career, yeah. but yet he goes back in and gives it his all. And for me, I was at the end of what I thought my youth ministry career. Yeah. And that gave me a spark to continue 
Yeah. And, um, and so just like Becca just said, man, like your art is just, it's inspiring so many people yeah. and doing so much. And, um, yeah, next, next question. I think this is, uh, you might've hinted at it a little bit. Um, but, uh, what, what, what has been your biggest win as an artist? Man. Um, I think, um, and, and once again, I, it, it is my biggest win, but I, I've definitely made mistakes because it's my biggest win. And I'll explain. <laughs> my biggest win is really my social media following. Mm. Um, you know, I, first and foremost, I, I give all, I give all credit to God. So mm. I never want to step in front, you know? So first and foremost, I give all credit to God in regards to even giving me the capacity to uh, hustle, if you will, or, mm -hmm. or, obsessively post, you know, every day, um, or whatever, you know, um, but it's my biggest win because it's a platform that I aggressively sought after. I aggressively worked at, um, you know, in the very beginning, I'll never forget everybody. And this is, this is, this is for everybody really. I mean, in any, well, anybody that's interested in, in building, their their social media platform their social media following everybody starts at zero wow you know and even it's interesting because i think about this too side note you know you think about when the celebrity first um opens up their social media of course but the moment somebody oh robert downey jr has a has an instagram boop, one million followers right but then you have to think about his life i mean he he worked hard for that yeah um but you know i remember starting starting at zero i remember having a couple hundred and wondering you know okay well how how can i grow this how can i do this and i i, I met a guy i'll never forget man i met a guy uh, he was a friend of my roommates and this guy he um every time i would go for work every time i would leave for work he'd always just be there in the morning he wouldn't ever spend the night or anything but it's like he would just always be at my house he was like a friend my my roommate's friend and he was always at the house, always on his phone. And I'm just like, dude, what? And he he would pull up in a BMW. And I'll, I'll be real, I thought he was a drug dealer. I, I was like, I don't know. I mean, what are you, what are you doing, man? Like, I don't, you're not working. Right. You're not working. You're pulling up in a beautiful, like, white BMW. You have nice clothes on, but like, you're always here. Wow. You don't you don't work. And uh, I'll never forget. He was. I sat down next to him. Didn't know him for anything. Just he was my roommate's friend. And I was like, bro, I gotta ask you, man. What do you What do you do? And he was like, I'm a professional Instagrammer. And what this was like? <laughs> this was man. This was like five or six years ago. Oh. And you know, Instagram's been out, man. It's crazy to think. I think Instagram's been out for almost a decade. Yeah. yeah. It's weird wow. to even think about that. Is that. Crazy. Um, because Instagram to me is a little baby. Yeah. Um. So. I was like, bro, what are you even talking about? Like, I'm a teacher. Like, I'm sitting here waking up at like five in the morning to like get myself ready to go to work. Like, I'm a teacher. And I'm like, what do you mean you're a professional Instagrammer? He was like, yeah, man, I, um, you know, I, I have this account that has, I think it had like a hundred, a hundred plus thousand followers and it was dedicated to tattoos. And wow. he was like, man, I just do shout outs. You know, I, people DM me and. I give him a shout out. He was like, I, I have That's tears. Wild. And this was back, I mean, back before Patreon, he was talking yeah. about tears. And now, you know, you talk about a tear, you know, or whatever. And right. it's like common yeah. knowledge, yeah. you know, for, for social media lights. You right. know? And, um, but he was talking about tears and like, 
yeah, like if you want an hour shout out, 25 bucks. If you want 24 hour shout out, 50 bucks. Oh my if you gosh. want it on there permanently, 100 bucks. And I'm wow. like, what are you, what? Yeah. And like, yeah, he was like, man, I make like five or $600 a day. And I was like, whoa, man. And so we're sitting there talking and, you know, he was like, so are you on Instagram? And I was like, yeah, I'm on it. You know, this was in the beginning of my, this was in the beginning of um, my Comic-Con. This was, I was still a teacher. Uh, I was conning, you know, con life on the side on weekends when the shows would come up. And and he was just like, yeah, man. And um, I'll never forget. He was like, bro, the way you do it, you have to. You got to talk to strangers, man. You got to be, you got to not be afraid. And I remember during that season, I was, I would DM about 10 to 20 people a day. Wow. And I'd be like, Hey, my name's EJ. I know you don't know me. This is my art. I, you know, I would love for you to shout me out. I, there's nothing that I can give you. I'm just looking for a chance. Mm-hmm. And literally I would just DM dozens and dozens of, of things, you know? And so anyway, over time, you know, 20, 30, 40 knows then after a month's time of me doing that every day, turned into yes, next day, yes, wow. next day, yes. And then it was just a season of just people shouting me out all the Snowball. time. Yeah. And it snowballed. And um, then one pers- particular account, it was a superhero account. And I'll never forget. He was like, hey, you know, and he had a great idea. Let's do, let's, let's do a contest. Mm. You know, give away one of your, give away one of your sets. Wow. And, um. I'll shout you out. And bro, when I tell you, I'll never forget, like over a weekend's time, I gained almost like 10,000 followers. Wow. And it was just one of those things that, you know, I'd say all of that to say it was, that's my biggest accomplishment to me as an artist, because that was my art, but it was also my biggest downfall because I I wasn't able to, I, I didn't know how to handle it. Yeah. And so business was growing, business was booming. And I ended up, I ended up slipping a lot. Wow. You know, and missing, you know, missing commissions and, mm. and, and being late on, mm. on shipping and, and completely forgetting others. And right. so it, I would say that was my biggest. I can imagine. Cause I mean, these I mean, pieces don't just take, it's not like you, boom, here's five minutes and it's done. I mean, this yeah, takes time. It takes time. Art takes time. And so it was, it was, yeah, it, it, it grew way too fast for for what i was used to right and so and even now i'm still learning and growing Mm. but yeah i would definitely say my biggest accomplishment of my art career um would be that is building building a platform big enough now to where i can sustain myself yeah that's so good well i want to jump uh and and becky you can ask this question five i want to jump um a little bit ahead here just for the sake of um the time but um why don't you go ahead and ask questions sure so tell us about your season in ocala you're getting ready to hit your one year mark yeah. so uh what has been what's the good the bad and the ugly Whew. what's the tea man <laughs> what's the tea, what's the tea? Um, <laughs> boy man i i crash landed in ocala i i feel like clark kent not to you know I, in the sense of that not that i'm superman but in the sense that i literally crash landed yeah like in ocala yeah and shout out to shane morris i'd say shane Shane Morris, his first and last name. Goodness. Um, <laughs> I love you, brother. Um, I, the cost of living was just getting crazy to kind of, I guess, segue from mm-hmm. what I was, you know, the best to the worst, right, in, in regards to growth. The worst of it was that it grew so fast that I, 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 I hurt myself. Yeah. And, man, it was like literally, you know, I, I got hurt. I had an mm-hmm. eye injury. Oh, and wow. I once again, you know, I had an eye injury. I wasn't able to keep up with orders. Christmas mm. came, Christmas went, 
and I missed a lot wow. of orders during Christmas time. The brand definitely got hit hard. Wow. And you know, my reputation was at stake and mm -hmm. a lot of sorries, a lot of refunds, mm -hmm. you know, it was, it was bad. Wow. So you, you have that going on and I'm trying to recoup from that. Mm -hmm. And I'm still, you know, at the time dealing with my eye injury, it, it was, you know, my, it's so much, man. And my car literally blew up, like the engine oh, blew wow. up, you know, oil everywhere. It stopped working. So it was just like this season where it was like, man, everything is just hitting, hitting. the fan. <laughs> um, and so I was like, I don't know what to do. It's way too expensive to live in Orlando. Mm -hmm. And for me, I was like, I love my mother to death. She, but she lives six hours away. Yeah. You know, for me to say, hey, I'm going to go back home. I know I have my mom, you know, I love her to death. I'm a grown man. Right. And, but she, hey, anytime, if you need it, you know, right. you can, mm -hmm. you have a room here. You, wow. This is your home. But man, she lives six hours away in the middle of nowhere, mm. you know? And, um, you know, it's a quaint little town, but there's just nothing going on, you know? Mm. And where she lives, it's not my hometown. It's, she lives about 45 minutes from where I grew up. Okay. And, uh, but just not a lot going on. You know, and it's interesting because a lot of people say that Ocala oh, small. No, no, no. Where my mom lives is very small. <laughs> I won't say where it is because I don't, you know, I don't want to put them on blast. But it's very small. Um, like, yeah. Like, we at least have, like, a museum. You know, like, we at least have, like, art galleries. Uh, we have, like, coffee shops. Yeah, we have coffee shops. They have, like, one coffee shop. Um, but, yeah, so, um, you know, it, it was one of those things where, I, man, the money was tight and I had friends that were like family here in Ocala. Wow. And I crash landed, slept on a couch for two two weeks. And during that time is when I was introduced to City Light. Yeah. Um, going back to your conversation and what you were sharing about the conversation you had with Ice yeah. in regards to my artwork, I actually met Ice, man, years ago. Wow. Back when him and Taylor were, I think, still dating. Like, I don't even know oh, if they were wow. engaged. I think I think they were newly engaged because I remember when we swapped Instagrams, they had just posted engagement photos. Oh, wow. my God. So, like, that's the wow. timeline, which is – they were – I mean, huh. they still look super young, but, like, yeah. they were, like, babies. <laughs> like, I'll never forget, like, meeting them. They're amazing. Um, so, yeah. So, <laughs> it was crazy, right? So, I'm here, and I'm like, God, I, I have no money. Mm -hmm. um, my business is in shambles. Wow. Mm. Um, you know, I, my car, I literally, I, I literally, I, I bought a new car. Um, but I, I bought a car that I couldn't afford and, um, just so, and ultimately it ended up getting repoed anyway. Mm. And so like, it's like, it's all the stuff. Yeah. And so I'm like, man, I'm here in Ocala. What, what am I going to do? And, you know, it really was a rebirth. Wow. It really was. Ocala to me will forever, you know, and I personally, I feel, I do feel led to plant roots here in yeah. Ocala, Florida. Um, whether it is that I, I plant roots, I raise family here, but, you know, I travel every now and then, but yeah. my home is here. Wow. You know, my legacy, my family legacy, you know, I pray prayerfully for a wife and kids <laughs> one day. My oh, legacy no. will be here. <laughs> um but I was like, man, it was this overwhelming. I remember walking downtown the first couple of weeks that I was here in Ocala. I was walking downtown and I was just like, I don't know what it is about this city, this town. It's quaint. It, I don't know. It just feels right. Yeah. I had only visited Ocala because of Ocala Comic-Con. Once again, the, the right. Comic-Con scene. Con, yeah. So, you know, Ocala, shout out Ocala Comic-Con. I did that for about three or four years at this time. I had already, you know, gone. So... 
I would frequent, like, I've been to Mojo's, you know, like, I, right. Danny and Shane, they'd kind of take me here and there sometimes if we had a little bit of time, but I only knew 200, Yeah. you know, because mm -hmm. the con's right there at the Hilton, Right. and, you know, there's a Chick-fil-A, right. and, you know, <laughs> I remember, <laughs> back then, I remember there wasn't even a PDQ, I think wow. PDQ was, like, just <laughs> built, um, so just a little timeline, because Freddy's is gone now, right? Freddy's is still it's there. It's still there? Okay. Somehow. I don't know how. Yeah, I, so Freddy's was there. Um, so, yeah, just I just remember, you know, just, you know, there was just a lot that just wasn't there. But, so I didn't know downtown like that. I didn't know anything else. And so I remember getting in my car one day, well, because, you know, Shane and Danny would work, and I'd wake up, and nobody would be home. And um, I would just, I'd be like, i I can sit here and watch Netflix. You know, I mean, I got to figure this out. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to sit here and stew in my depression because I, that, I was definitely in depression. But I was like, let me get out. And I, I went downtown and I went to The Brick, um, mm -hmm. MCA. Well, they call it The Brick. And it's a gallery downtown. And I'll never forget, I walked in there and shout out to Ashley. She's um, a director at, there. And I remember meeting her. We had an awesome conversation. And right there on the spot, you know, because I still, I, I did, you know, I was definitely hurting financially, which is actually an interesting part of the story. I still felt led to sew into the brick into because wow. it was like a membership fee yeah. of like 40 bucks and it, it came with some amenities and some cool things. And there's an art show that like, if you're a member, you can do it. Wow. And I remember being like, I don't know if I'm going to live here, but I, I just feel led to sew into this. So <laughs> I paid the 40 bucks. I became a member. I technically wasn't even living in Ocala. She gave me a hat and I remember walking out and I was just so happy about it that I took a picture, which I need to find that picture on my Facebook. I yeah. took a picture. I was like, Hey, you know, just happy to be in Ocala. Just kind of hanging out for a little bit. We'll see where we will see where God takes me. Yeah. And I tell you after that selfie, it's like everything just mm -hmm. took off. Wow. Um, you know, for those of you, I'm sure, Josh and, and Beck have talked about City Light. Um, we all go to City Light Church. Um, I was invited to a Beast Feast. Yeah. And, you know, which I know that we're definitely running out of time. And I'd love to, you know, maybe come back again and talk a little oh, bit more so yeah, and a follow-up. Yeah. Because, man, there's just so much that, that I really do want to talk about, right? Yeah. And so Beast Feast is, is a, an all-guys event where, you know, all the – I mean, it was like 200 Oh, it's a lot, lot of men, yeah. like 200 guys out in the woods. Um, and we're all just kind of eating meat and playing games and, and, you know, listening to a short like sermon and we pray together and it was just awesome. And I remember, I'll never forget. I, that was the moment. Beast Feast for me was a moment where I was like, I, I don't know where the future is going. But in this season of my life, I, I want to go, I want to be surrounded by these men. Wow. And I remember being around ICE and, and, and PK and, and a lot of us, a wow. lot of you guys were there. And I just remember being like, I don't know what this is. All I know is it's a feeling. Yeah. Beast fees happened. And then I think I went to service because I was, I was sleeping on that couch for almost three weeks. So definitely <laughs> I went to, I think, almost three services. I think I went to three services. Um, and in between that time, you know, there was some hangouts and yeah. going to some restaurants and, and hanging out. And so you just kind of fast forward time. And I slowly began to, to meet some very <laughs> amazing people in the arts community in Ocala. Mm. Um, I want to give a couple shout outs. Sochi, um, Olivia, Teddy, 
man, um, Jesse, you know, it, these people in my life that I met and mm-hmm. immediately made me feel at home, immediately were like, you know, the moment I showed them like my Instagram or that I was an artist, it was like, immediately it was like, well, you're part of the family now, wow. you know, like I want to introduce you to everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the biggest moments, um, there was almost like a, I remember it was during the, I think I'm going to say this wrong, the mayoral election. Okay. So vote for the mayor. Yeah. Um, and I went to a debate at the brick and after the debate, there was like a huge let out and, um, they were celebrating Olivia's husband's, uh, Tony. He ran, I believe, 1,000 days straight, five miles every day for 1,000 days straight. And so his final day, his final five miles on his 1,000th day culminated at Pi. So there was like 100 people at Pi waiting for him to celebrate him. (laughs) I get mad at goosebumps. And when I tell you I met everybody, I met everybody. Yeah. And they were like, this is EJ. This is, this is, wow. this is a, like, and I, I'm talking like, I feel like God, he just rapid fire. Like wow. he was like, I'm going to, I'm going to let you meet everybody yeah. at the same time. And honestly, since that moment, which was about two months in, man, you, then, you know, I met Olivia. Olivia introduced me to Teddy. Wow. Teddy was, you know, for the, I know the podcast, they don't know about Neon Dreams. Um, that in itself is a podcast. Oh, <laughs> That's a podcast episode, but yes. I'll, I'll, I will I will try to quantify it like this. Uh, Neon Dreams was, man, it was an art show slash experience. At the end of it, almost 600 people in attendance. Wow. It was the biggest night Infinite had Infinite L, which is a brewery um, here in, o- in Ocala, local brewery. The biggest night they've ever had in sales and mm-hmm. beer ever. Um, they were they've been open for six years, wow. and so it was something crazy. Like we, they made in one night what they what they would make in like a week, oh, wow. and even on top of that, it was like the highest huh. grossing night ever. Wow! And but I'm talking we man when I tell you the marketing for this, we did it in like a month. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it was just, it was powerful. The whole city came alive and came together, and wow. We did a lot of guerrilla marketing. We spray painted T-shirts and we partnered with local businesses yeah. and it was just a really cool thing. Yeah. And so really, um, that was a really cool season. Uh, Neon Dreams really helped bring a lot of the local, you know, what I like to call the detob, the downtown Ocala bubble, which is just <laughs> like downtown Ocala. <laughs> it brought it brought detob together in a major way. And, um, so yeah, so after that, uh, myself and Teddy Sykes, we are the co-founders of Art House Ocala wow. and Art House Ocala is, uh, we're about to become a not, not-for-profit, but we, um, are going to become a not-for-profit organization that we're, we help build platforms for emerging artists. Love that. And so Neon Dreams is really what sparked the energy, the, the flow for tons of artists to just come out of the woodwork. Yeah. And so really, essentially what, what it was, it almost, it really felt like a renaissance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It felt like this awakening. Wow. And so now you have all these artists of all ages, mm. ethnicities, backgrounds. They're just coming out of nowhere. And wow. it's awesome. And yeah. so you got Art House Ocala, you know, COVID kind of put a, a little damper mm-hmm. on it just because COVID did that with a lot of things. <laughs> but um, so... 
that happened, man. But I'll be honest, after Neon Dreams, I, I took a plunge, you know, and mm. it was one of those things where it, you, you figure when you think about the timeline, because this was about three to four months after I crash landed. Mm. So emotionally and spiritually, I was never locked in. Mm. You know, I was I was just wow. I was there, but I was never locked in. Uh, I was never locked in and loaded. Um, and so I was kind of like, you know, it, just this, like how the Bible talks about or how people talk about like, you know, building your building a house on sand mm-hmm. yeah. as opposed to rock. Yeah. I was that house that was built on sand. Wow. And a lot of shifting, a lot of sifting. Mm. I myself, I'm not, I'm not a partier, you know, I'm not, that's not who EJ Nieves is. Mm. Um, but for a season I was, I allowed myself to be, I was the, I'm going to go downtown. I'm going to drink the night away. And it was one of those things where I was like, this, it just isn't me. Mm. And I was, and, and I was doing that because I wanted, I just wanted to be a part of the nightlife. I wanted people to accept me, you know, and not to say that everybody was drinking the night away or anything like that, but that's just how I responded to it. Yeah. And so, man, when I tell you after Neon Dreams, which this Neon Dreams, you figure I crash landed around July. Wow. And then so Neon Dreams was December 6th. So when I tell you after Neon Dreams in December, I, I crashed again. But wow. this time I crashed. I, I went home to my mom and I, I broke down, wow. you know, and I just had this season, this short season. December, I went back home for a little bit, took a break. And from about, yeah, because I came, I think I came home, new, I came back for New Year's to Ocala, but I, I did take about a two week break. Mm. And during that time, a lot, just a lot happened. I, you know, I was honest with myself. I was honest mm. with the, the people closest to me. Mm. And I started having really tough conversations mm. with myself and, and with God. Mm. And he was revealing a lot of things to me. Yeah. And he was saying, EJ, you know, I, I see what you're doing, yeah. you know, and, and God, I, I like to think of God. I mean, God is a father, right? I've in my relationship with my dad is null and void. But one thing that I'm learning being around fathers like yourself, ice, my brother, Nolan, God bless him and Orlando um, and, and a lot of other great fathers that have been mentors to me mm. and and men that i see from afar because a lot of times i don't i won't sit down with you and say well how is it how do you be a father yeah. i watch you and so i take all of that and i and i it allows me to understand god's love mm. as a father wow and so i think what happened was is that god was like you know the prodigal son mm. you know like he just so good man. He was graceful and merciful because I, you know, I, I didn't deserve all of the, the acclaim and the notoriety mm. and the, the local celebrity mm. that I got, you know, I just, because at the end of the day, man, like I walked away from God so many times. Well, you know, and I know that a lot of those things, like I just, I did it. Like I did it for me. Mm. I did it for me. 
And I told you, you know, I told you guys before the podcast started, I was like, man, I'm just going to be real. Like, I've never allowed myself to say this, well, you know, on a platform like this, because yeah. that's the reality. You know, like, um, I, I was a prodigal son. I went out and, and Neon Dreams was awesome. Don't get me wrong. Like, it was great. It was awesome. I met a lot of amazing people. It was it was definitely a, a season of my life where I was like, man, like th this is how it feels to be surrounded by so many people and to walk into a restaurant and people know you, you know, like at a local level, um, people that I didn't even know, you know, oh, you're that guy from you're that guy from Facebook, you know, and um, it, it felt good. But it was very self, it was just very self-motivated, you know? And in, in December, I just remember being like, man, I, I, and it was cool because my mom kind of, she does live in the middle of nowhere. So I just sit on the porch and it would just be so quiet. Wow. And I would, you know, I didn't, I didn't go on Facebook that much. I mm. just kind of allowed myself to just kind of drift. Mm. And, um. During that time, you know, I was I was just going through a lot. There was a lot of things that I wasn't handling, like wow. emotionally and spiritually. Yeah. And it all came to a head. It all surfaced in December and in January. Mm -hmm. So that was a very turbulent season for me. Yeah. Um, that was also the season where, you know, an ex-girlfriend of mine that I, man, I, I, I love this girl. I adore this girl. Um, but, you know, we, I tried to get back with her. She ended up falling in love with somebody else. And wow. I missed my time, yeah. you know, and during that, that time, it was, it was hard. I mean, it's, it's easier for me to say that now, yeah. but, um, there was just a lot of shifting happening mm. in December and in January. Yeah. That's where it's not you. It's me. Our mm. show came from. Wow. And so in February, it was the day after Valentine's day and I was very intentional with the choosing of, of that date just because I just wanted I needed be, I needed to be able to to just kind of spell it out. Yeah. Um, for those that maybe have been or are in that place that that I was in, mm. I was broken. A lot of things that I wasn't handling emotionally and spiritually, I lost a lot. Mm. You know, I lost a woman that that quite frankly is amazing. Mm. You know, and um, I lost I lost that. Wow. Um, I lost a lot financially. I lost a lot just in general but so i had that show in february and you know it actually happened here where we're at now mm. i'm at the at the magnolia art exchange beautiful show about two three hundred people in attendance that show really showed me because i'll be honest before then and this is just me being completely transparent i thought the success you know I was like, people aren't coming for me. They're yeah. coming for the people I'm with, man. People know Teddy. People mm -hmm. know my homeboy, Joel. You mm -hmm. know, they, they crushed it. They killed it. And the whole time, once again, the insecurities surfacing. Mm -hmm. They didn't come for me. I'm new here. Who am mm -hmm. I? But the It's On You, It's Me show. It, was, it really was that awakening moment for me. Like, mm -hmm. these people are here because they're, they're supporting me. Come on. And... It was that night, like, I, I broke down, you know, um, just a couple of, like, I guess, plot twists or plot holes, if you will, that I, I didn't really get a chance to talk because there's a lot to talk about. I mean, I've, I was homeless for a little bit, you know, um, I don't, 
really share this, you know, but I shared with the crowd that was there at SIU, it's me for a couple of days. I was living out of Art House 2, the dealership. Wow. I didn't have anywhere to go. I just, I had a friend let me borrow a cot and I would park my car inside. I close the gates, lock it up tight, go to sleep. Wow. And that was the night that I told myself, you know what, win, lose, or draw. I, I can only be honest. That's where I'm at. Come on. As an artist yeah. in Ocala, Florida, it's okay. small. You know, Ocala is small. It's quaint. You know, news travels fast. Yeah. And so I knew that that, that night, that transparency, it was, it was going to glide very quickly, you know, mm-hmm. throughout the city. And I was like, it's either, it's either it's do or die. You know, I can continue to, not that I ever pretended to be somebody, but I, I just always deflected. I was never, I was never ready for this. What's happening mm-hmm. right now? You know, like being completely open and, and honest and mm-hmm. revealing the truest of transparency. Yeah. So that night, I, I was very honest about you know my relationship and 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 losing the love of my life mm-hmm. and you know a lot of those pieces were very powerful. Mm-hmm. You know, I included you know, conversations, like I would write down conversations of the final moments in my car when she told me, Hey, like I, we're, we're done, you know, and, and I'm going to pursue this other relationship. Well, wow. and then, you know, I had people come up to me after the show and tell me, man, like your transparency is helping me, mm-hmm. your brokenness, your brokenness is meeting me and where I'm at in my brokenness. Wow. And so after that, um, it really just it really just catapulted me into this place of a full transparency. So mm-hmm. that's where the pandemic collection came in, mm-hmm. COVID hit, you know, and and I was here for months. Wow. I was here for months. It, that's when it really became my back cave. You know, Magnolia Art Exchange has technically been closed for quite a while now, you know, yeah. to the public, you know, except for like things like this, of course. But right. really now the season that we're in, COVID has been kind of, you know, now we're in, you know, phase two, or I don't know exactly what phase we're in, but things are starting to open back up. Yeah. But the where I'm at now, you know, the journey from crash landing to having this like pivotal moment, this is mountain high with neon mm-hmm. dreams, to then crashing right back down to you know, to this brokenness in December to January to then having a show of, of transparency to share that brokenness to now, you know, in June going into July where, you know, the, the gallery is going to open, I think maybe in September in August or September. So trying to figure out the date because of COVID, but I now know because of my journey that going forward, it's, it's all about transparency. It's it's all about, being genuine and helping artists have their genuine voice. Yeah. You know, I, I actually applied for the Ted talk in Ocala that's going to happen. And the theme this year is a uh, voice. Wow. And so, so cool. I haven't heard back yet. Uh, prayerfully, maybe I, I'm, I'm able to be one of the speakers at the Ted talk this year, but I want to be able to talk about the visual voice. Wow. Because there is such a thing. Yeah. And, it's not you, it's me showed me the power of the visual voice. Yeah. Um, and so that's, man, that's, that's me, man. You know, oh, like so going good. forward, my gallery is all about building a platform for the visual voice. Yeah. You know, and I know I, man, I talked a lot and I apologize. No, but no, no I just, I, so man, I, um, that's it, man. And in the biggest of nutshells, um, 
that's what my gallery going forward. That's yeah. that's a new season. Wow. You know, it's about the voice. You know, man, as you're talking, I just sense um, God, God is in this process of um, taking broken pieces in your life and he's rebuilding you into the purpose that I think he originally had for you. But but life happens. Yeah. Being a human happens. And sometimes, like you said, the story of the prodigal son is beautiful, right? We go on this journey of taking our inheritance, spending it wildly. Yeah. And then we come back to expect rebuke and shame. And then in return that we get this beautiful picture of a father embracing the son. Yeah. And there's forgiveness, there's grace. And so, um, I sense God's doing that through you. I mean, I'm just excited. We're going to, we're going to have another podcast for sure. Yeah. I want to hear more specifically about the art section. Yeah. Um, because I know there is artists and other people who listen to this and it, it, it's going to inspire them. Um, so some closing thoughts. I wanted to say something. Yes, go ahead, baby. So I just think I just, well, first of all, I love you being so authentic and genuine and, that's what people crave. That's what people want. Yeah. I don't want to listen to someone who's got their whole life together because yeah, Lord same. knows that's not what it really is. Yeah. And so I appreciate you being so open. Um, and I just wanted to give you a word, just the fact that like God's going to use every part of your life, the good, bad, the ugly, yeah. you know, he takes the things that you go through and he uses them and he makes you sensitive to those things. So the things that you've walked through that yeah. have hurt you, that yeah. have been painful, yeah. well, you doing what you're doing by opening and giving someone else a platform, you're going to be sensitive to those things. Mm. So you're going to look for those things. You're going to try and prevent someone else having to have to walk through what you mm. walked through because you already awesome. walked through the fire and you made it out. Yeah. And so I just want you to know that God's going to use it. God's always going to use Oh, the things that we do wrong yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the things that All we get mistakes. jacked up because you know what? We are humans and when we get involved, we mess everything up yeah. and that's just how it goes. But God's so good and he's so graceful and, um, and you're just, I just know that you're going to be sensitive to that and God's going to take the stuff that you walked through and he's going to bring all the glory. Well, thank so, you. Yeah. It's so good. Um, real quick. And this is going to be in the show notes. Um, so for the listeners, don't feel like you have to like write it down quickly, but <laughs> I just, I, I like to have both. Um, so where can our listeners, um, first off, where can they find you on social media? Uh, maybe what's your tag on there? And then, uh, where, where can they purchase your art? Yeah. So, um, uh, you can purchase my art at officialness.com. And that's official, like a referee, N as in Nancy, E, H, S as in super. And official Ness is actually pretty much everything. It's my TikTok. It's my okay. Instagram. Cool. Uh, so again, official Ness, official like a referee, N as in Nancy, E, H, S as in super. So cool. Yeah. And uh, for our listeners, man, go check his stuff out. Incredible art. You're producing new pieces every day. So yeah, yeah. stuff go up and I just love it, man. <laughs> Um, and we're so excited. We're going to be giving away a piece that he's specifically oh, yeah. doing for this podcast. So make sure you follow our Instagram. We're going to be posting it up on there as well. Um, so make sure you follow all the rules to win that beautiful piece. I can't wait. Uh, but guys, thank you so much for joining us around the table tonight. EJ, thank you so much, bro, for, for just being on here and, and sharing openly. Uh, yeah. Thank you guys. means a lot to us. So we love you guys so much and we look forward to being with you next Friday. Love y'all. Woo! Thank you.